also that U.S. men's national team looking sexy. Yep. That was awesome. Polisic. Polisic doing his job. We're a minute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. We are the Windy City Wingers. Boys, happy Monday. Brady, how we feeling? A little tired. Uh, Yeah, I asked because you got in at 3 a.m. last night, 4 a.m.? Oof. Yep. So we're, we're running on fumes. When I start babbling, you'll just understand why. <laughs> yes. Uh, really was a disclaimer for our listeners. Uh, Brady's going to be a little crazy today. Dave, did you sleep okay last night? Did. Actually slept better than I had in a while. So sorry, Brady. <laughs> hey, there you go. You got Brady's sleep that he didn't get to have last night. So congratulations. Quick shout out to Ian, producer for our podcast running things behind the boards, making us sound better, more intelligent than we really are. Thank you to Jen, helping us run our social media accounts. Well, this past weekend was a ton of fun, I must say. Brady was down in Florida. Dave and I got to watch the U.S. men's national team from Illinois. Domination, dare I say. We'll dive into that. But this coming weekend, before we get into all that, we need to talk about Dave's bachelor party. We're going to be going to the Fire versus Dallas game, but most bachelor parties, decent amount of uh, activities take place. Um, How are you two preparing yourselves and your bodies this week for the events that will take place? Yeah, I really have to treat my body well because every time I have more than two drinks, uh, (laughs) it tends to not go well anymore. So yeah, I'm just hydrating a ton already. Okay. Trying to get sleep, like you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Picking up random cans and bottles throughout the house and drinking out of them, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. No. Muscle memory. Good. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I didn't even think about the long hydration game, but it's been proven that it is effective. But my plan is actually to get as much liquid out of my body as possible so that when I arrive. I can start drinking and not have to pee every 20 minutes like I do every single time that I drink. Because if I have to do that, I'm going to miss the game. So that's my goal. great on Sunday. (laughs) This this note was bachelor party body prep, which I love because it's either beach body or beer body prep. And there's no real in between. (laughs) No, this is full beer body prep. So like wake up, eat. Eat potatoes and meat and eggs and just establish a real it's good a category. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be triangles walking around, solid base. Yes. <laughs> Nothing going Ooh. on in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, definitely not. Really looking forward to that. Going to be a ton of fun. And hopefully, we'll be able to discuss a fire win next mm. week. Baseball season is right around the corner. Spring training still underway. Diehard Twins fan sitting right here, even though they're awful. 
Um, and by that, I mean, they just haven't really been relevant since 2003. So I love them, but they're hard to watch most of the time. However, big news coming out of Twins camp is that Carlos Correa has recently signed on and joined the Twins. Big playmaker, big defensive player, big clutch batter for the Houston Cheater Pants Astros. (laughs) Very happy to have him on the team as we really, with the departure of Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, need someone to lead the charge for the team. I think he can do that. And it's kind of already doing that in spring training. The Twins also added Chris Archer, which is eh, in the long scheme of things. We did need to add another pitcher. Chris Archer flashed a few years ago with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And since then has been up and down, I would say. So this seems like a late offseason flyer Twins are taking. They really need another pitcher on that rotation to be solid um, and compete. but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. That's my thought. Correa, though, grand slam, home run. Love that signing. Mm-hmm. Great signing. We'll, we'll see what happens with Archer. Brady, you have got to have at least one good story or interesting thing from Florida. A lot of things happen there. I guess I'll pick airport restaurants to talk about because <laughs> what I've, to me, expectations set how angry you're allowed to be. So if you're going to an airport and you decide to eat there, one, it's going to be expensive because they have you trapped and that's going to happen. Two, if there's a wait, what is anyone going to do about it? Again, you're trapped there and there's only going to be like two or three options anyway. So why is anyone getting frustrated about this thing? So the whole context is waiters are running around. There's a quote unquote host that is just yelling from the back of the restaurant. There's a table there. Go there. And like people are sitting. And I was just standing in line because they had FS1 on. And so I was trying to catch the Panama USA game before the flight uh, that kept getting delayed, delayed, whatever. Uh, I was just happy to be in line just watching the game. So I'm there like, oh, this is fine. We got to our seat right at kickoff. And then the line died down like at halftime. So there was no real reason for us to move at all except just people around us are just furious at like service at like the, the flavor of food. I'm like, this is not about that. This is sustenance. You're just trying to get on a plane and get out. Like what is this whole thing? So that, yep. That's my little ramble for that. I think airports bring out the worst in people. I don't I really don't know why, why, but yeah, I don't either. I've, Everyone's doing but, the same exact thing. Just trying to leave. <laughs> yep, exactly. But also, yeah. My thought would be, has, have these people ever eaten in an airport before? Like, it's always awful. That's what it is. And if you haven't, just expect that. Going forward, it's not going to be yeah. a five-star experience because it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's in an airport. <laughs> yeah, no. Airport food is notoriously bad. So I'm really glad that you got to watch the game. But lesson for our listeners, avoid all restaurants. <laughs> Uh, in Florida airports, apparently. <laughs> All right. Enough about things that aren't soccer. Am I right? Right. Yeah, it's... I'm right. Chicago Red Stars up first. Got news. Most of it not good, though. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with the worst of the news. Tierna Davidson 
ACL out for the season. Yeah, that really hurts. That sucks. She's one of our best players. Very critical in the back three that we're starting to put together. And apparently it's a training injury and it happens. It's, It's soccer. Yeah. So that is bad news. Also uh, on less bad news, but still bad news. NWSL Challenge Cup, our first loss of the season versus Kansas Mm. City Current, two to one. I do have some notes. I won't go super into it, but Mal Pugh looked dangerous again. She sniped the bar at one point. She created the goal for Bernardo, who took a nice shot. And then if you notice, she had her arm in the air and let it drop right as the ball dropped in the back of the net, which was fun. Uh, so I liked that. <laughs> we played uh, three four three again, so I just think that's going to be the baseline formation that we're going to play with. It relies on dangerous wingbacks, and we saw an opportunity in this game where our right wingback did not put it away, and that's something that we should come to, we need to expect from those wingbacks as they need to produce I think that Aaron Wright can do this. I think we saw that last season. We'll see about the right side. And then my last little shout out is to Kansas City themselves. Haley Mace. Uh, when she scored the first one, I was just thinking, hit it harder next time if you can. <laughs> Good God. Mm, she tried to it was break- a lazy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she tried to break the back of the net. Um, and then she also got the assist on the second goal um, in there on their attempt to come back against the Red Stars. All well said. I'll leave it in, Ian. And that was backwards too. Okay. Uh, but Kansas City <laughs> might be a problem this season. I think they are going to be one of the most improved. Their midfield's pretty great. And if mm. this Haley Mace is hitting shots like this and has the confidence to do so, they could be a problem. So just saw that and wanted to shout that out. Up next, we have Racing Louisville. That game will have already happened on Wednesday, so hopefully it's a victory. And then Houston Dash on Saturday, April 2nd. We beat them 3-1 to one away from home. Hopefully we can take it home and do it again. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad, for the update. Chicago Red Stars hoping for better news next week. Tiana Davidson, that really sucks. Um, yeah. To lose someone like that for the entire season, is this something that, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, you think the Red Stars are going to go out and trade or sign someone to take her place? Or is this a next player up type of situation? I think it's a next player up type of thing. Uh, Kayla Sharples started in this one, and I think that is someone we will see play that center point, uh, center back the most. Uh, And it, it seemed to go okay. She did. She was slow to react to the ball over the top, but that was also just a shot that then got deflected, that then got chipped. And it's going to take some time to put it all together. So I would think that it's going to be just, this is what we got, go forward, and we'll see. Okay. Sharples, opportunity. Yeah. Come on now. Make the most of it. Moving over to the fire. I want to start off with a rumor that I, as a Chelsea fan, was not even made aware of. So, Dave, <laughs> I need to understand and know who your source is because as the big EPL fan you are, you've got them. Uh, I, was say, Chelsea- I should 
I should have a source listed here, right? I, it was posted <laughs> throughout a few different <laughs> articles on the internet that, that came out on Fire News like this week. And I guess there were some talks between uh, Chelsea and Slonina's agent. So. Hmm. Your source is Abramovich, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. You figured me out. <laughs> I'm a Russian oligarch. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a really cool rumor because there, there are... Um, there were claims that EPL clubs were interested, but it was nice to actually see a team listed and a team of this like caliber as well. I thought it was really exciting. Yeah. Did we Turner say already, that the, the the rumor is that Chelsea was interested in Slonina? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then uh, in Arsenal has already, I think, made a deal with Turner. Mm-hmm. That's in effect wow. this summer. So there's going to be a lot of U.S. players over in England and hopefully we'll find the way into the starting lineup sooner as they get older and more experienced. Cool. It doesn't seem to affect us. It's Stefan's play that much, like being the backup on city, it seems to have been working really well for him. So I, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too upset. Like I would be with maybe a, a, you know, a player that was needed to get more reps as a defender or, um, midfielder like and especially with christian ballistic there was times where i thought that him joining chelsea could be catastrophic but you mm. know he's actually you know pulled it off really well and we could talk mm. about more of that and what's going to happen the rest of the season i think with him and chelsea so. yeah yeah for sure yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy for Slonina, and I thought that would eventually be where he goes is either the EPL or another big league because he's clearly got it, but I would really hate to lose him. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to point out that Shakiri had an absolute dime of a pass um, that set up a goal for Switzerland this weekend. Uh, nice. Just trying to touch base on everybody who was uh, playing in the international break. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had Brian Gutierrez and Chris Brady start for the U.S. men's national awesome. team U20s. So that Goody. was another exciting thing. Yeah, My boy. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent in that squad, and that's really exciting news. I love consistency above all else. So good for them. Obviously, we're on international break right now, so the next fire game will not be taking place until we've already discussed this Saturday, April 2nd, versus Ooh, Dallas. No. We will be there. We'll be feeling good and loose. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait for this one. It's time for club soccer to be back. Let's get yes. another three points. It's yes. bachelor party. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm hoping to see a banger from Shakiri. I need him to score uh, um, in the run of play. Yeah, that'd be pretty <laughs> epic for your... Our section be- will explode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because everyone knows, even the non soccer fans will be like, Shakari. So, yeah. It's, yeah. That's going to be fun. Exactly. <laughs> this is actually an old rivalry. Um, it was when they were called the Dallas Burn, but now they're called FC Dallas. It doesn't make too much sense anymore, but it's called the Brimstone Cup. And so I, it has no significance really to me. But, you know, that's kind of fun that there's a Derby aspect to this game. Uh, they are very good. FC Dallas are very good. They play in a 4-3-3 single pivot. Um, I love Paxton Pomicall, and we'll see him play, hopefully. Um, and hopefully we don't see Ariola and Ferreira because they'll be tired and they've been playing too well together. So let's not watch them play. That's fine. I'll be okay with that one. Um, 
Yeah, so there, it, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, two teams that are just going to try and play good soccer. And let's see the fire pull it out. I think we can. Love it. We'll be rooting loudly from our seats. Mm-hmm. Again, hoping next week we can talk to you about a dominant win over Dallas at Soldier Field. Yeah. Moving forward to the game of the week which last week we chose as the matchup between the U.S. men's national team and Panama. And boy, did we pick a good one. <sighs> a dominant 5-1 to yes. one victory oh, man. over Panamanamamana. Yeah, exactly. Panama. <laughs> yeah, I and, feel so much better after this result. Yeah. I, yes. uh, I will say, not to be a downer, there was a couple moments where the U.S. men's national team on defense did not look good at all to me, where we couldn't get a ball cleared and, or we gave up a sloppy inside-the-box pass. That was like, it just kind of left me ha- scratching my head a little bit. Also, Christian Pulisic doing the worm will be stuck in my brain <laughs> in not a good way for a very long time. So, So, I have immediate thoughts from both of those things you just said. Okay. Uh, working backwards, Pulisic worm. He met someone at training, like a, a younger soccer player, uh, who asked him if you score, will you do the worm? So that's why he did that. So he was doing that for a younger, like a youth player that they met. It's helpful. It's helpful to know that, but I still, it's, it's, it's it was pretty, he did one and he was like, mm, no, let's nah. not do that. I'm supposed to be the captain. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then to the second part, I thought Zach Steffen had a rough one, uh, particularly mm. on crosses. I thought that his back was absolutely affecting him. He was not leaping mm. and he would clean it up. He's so good in the box at just making himself large and getting the angles right and all that stuff. But he really caused his own issues. And I thought it was more him than it was the actual center back pairing. Interesting. I did not pick up on that but that's where your eye and my eye differ is you've got a keen eye you think that um <laughs> because you said it was um did you say it was his back that that's was something that like, has yeah, held him out of lingering yeah man city things and then, held, mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say there was a, a couple like saves too or he was definitely you said he was stretched out, but it looks like he could have definitely irritated whatever that was too. Right. So it just kind of, he was playing too long, maybe under some stress, but yeah, yeah he almost had a clean sheet too. So Yeah. And I, I thought that their one goal was kind of an innocu- innocuous little meh of a goal. Um, yeah. Herman, I, to your point on some of the early moments, a lot of this game and, I think Matt Doyle, one of my favorite MLS writers, summed this up really nicely. We had to bring the fight to Panama first and win the fight mm. to earn to play soccer. So we had to win the fight first, then get to the actual soccer. And mm. I thought that a young U.S. team did that quite well. Mm-hmm. And Polisic, one of the youngest, mm-hmm. got spicy. Yeah, very Captain early. America, that was fun. <laughs> I was really happy to see him show up in a big spot, have a hat trick against Panama uh, because 
I mean, Captain America is his nickname, but he is the leader, literal captain mm-hmm. of this team. So to have someone like him leading the charge show up is just huge for the team. And he's back and healthy. You wouldn't even know that he was out with an injury. Looks really good. Yeah. Dave, I don't know if you have an opinion here. I thought it actually kind of looked bad that he got lit up by this. Like he was very mad and like needed to be held off. So I see the two sides. I thought it kind of looked bad. I'd love to argue with you, but I actually totally agree in this case. (laughs) I think he was taunting the heck out of Panama. Like I, I I thought he was lucky he didn't end up on the ground almost the entire second half of this game. Cause he, mm-hmm. every time he was celebrating big and I know he had promised a kid, he would do the worm, but even before he got to the worm part, he was screaming, that's two, that's two. And like sticking out his tongue. It's just like kind of mm-hmm. asking for it. And then, you know, he, I don't know, he should have kind of stayed out of all this stuff and it just didn't look great. As, I'll argue as with you there the though. Because I thought the the fighting aspect, the pushing, shoving, yeah. get out of there. That's not your deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luca Della Torre was like a personal bodyguard, like just moving. Yeah, that was funny too. <laughs> it was yeah, great. Yeah. But uh, the celebrations, get in there. celebrations, I do it, man. Yeah. You, he deserved it. One and two, he's trying to show the world, like this is my team. This is the U.S. Mm-hmm. soccer. We are coming for you, and I think. That's okay. I'm okay with that, but it's not Panama. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I, that is I a fair like point, you, I think. If you yeah. do that, you know, f- in the opening game of like the World Cup this yeah. winter, yeah, that feels yeah. weird saying this winter. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, then I'm all for it. But it's like, this is a game we should have won. You know, we shouldn't, it shouldn't even be this close in the first place. I, but then again, I don't know. Ever since four years ago, you know, this is the new expectation, right? So I guess, yeah. yeah. I kind of had that feeling watching this game too, was, yeah, they're they're beating Panama handedly, but like, you you should be doing this. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're the biggest bully in the playground, but you're the only eighth grader here. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of how it was like, okay, yeah, but you should do this. So, I mean call it a get right game if that's what you want i but i i think uh they also showed up and had a gutsy draw against mexico yeah. i that was a good result coming out yeah. of out of there so it was like um when it was time to play and show off kind of was the vibe i got a little bit from panama uh that was nice but also buckle down and to get out of mexico with a draw that's pretty big yeah we should touch on that one you got y'all are being party poopers. We basically yeah, qualified I, for the I World am. Cup with yeah. this game. Pretty well, big it, deal. That, <laughs> the amount of cushion that they did there, like, yeah, <laughs> I would have been more upset if it was like a two to one win. Like they killed them. Like yes. five one, that was huge. Yes, and Pulisic gets the hat trick. Yes, he deserves to celebrate. But it was still just kind of like, be careful. We don't want you leaving in a stretcher during right. this game and it's mm. CONCACAF they will push you down yes, and right. just because you eliminated them from the world cup like yeah they're yeah. gonna be angry no <laughs> yeah, you're right true. he that's has true. a responsibility to the team at some point too and I know he's young but this is very like even on the games that'll be you know it, it, the game will have already been over by the time you know we this is released but like even in the game against Costa Rica 
on Wednesday. Like I hope come Thursday, like nobody gets a stupid injury in a game that might not even matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just to touch on Mexico before we move on to the aftermath of all of this, uh, we went for it with Burhalter did not listen to me at all. Mm -hmm. He put out grade a lineup and was like, we are going at them. And we really should have won. won. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> we played quite well, earned it, and just some bad, bad finishing, including our man Polisic. Like that was some bad finishing. Yeah. Yeah. It led to quite a bit of squad rotation, which I expect to see against Costa Rica as well. Uh, De La Torre was in for Acosta, thought De La Torre was great in this game. Also, again, as bodyguard for Polisic. Um, Shaq Moore comes in. Because Yedlin gets a yellow card against Mexico and Reggie Cannon got COVID. So we have like a backup to a backup mm-hmm. coming in. Thought he did just fine. Ariola for Wea and Wea had a, a yellow card. Uh, but we saw Ariola score a nice goal. That was great. And then Ferreira in for Pepe. I think Pepe should start against Costa yeah. Rica. Bigger body mm-hmm. and I, he just needs confidence. Get him a goal and he'll go. he'll carry that back to Germany, I think. So the flow of the U.S. men's national team, it's on the uprise. And again, as Brady said, we really have basically qualified for the World Cup with that win over Panama. So at yes. the very least, we are going to Qatar. We're either playing the intercom there you go. Yeah, or yeah. we're playing in the World Cup. Now, focusing back in on the game against Panama, aftermath of that. So about Mexico, right after the win over Panama, what are we looking at? Where is our next step here? Right after uh, this Panama game, we have the game against Costa Rica, which will, you know, we'll know the results of by the time that this mm-hmm. is released. I, you know, we would have to lose pretty heftily though, um, if you know it were to mean anything. So I, I just don't see us dropping those points by six or more goals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then what we do know yeah. right now is Canada is in, which is great for them. Uh, it's been a long mm-hmm. time coming, so good for them. Uh, they actually will be kind of dangerous because they'll sit and counter that whole World Cup and I think be very lethal. Um, and then Mexico's playing El Salvador, and they should win that game, so I assume that yeah. they will also be in, uh, despite so then, playing not as good a soccer as they can. Right, and then Costa Rica, you know, provided that, you know, they don't pull off a miraculous victory. We'll play in the intercontinental playoff, which will be against the team from the OFC, which will either be New Zealand or the Solomon Islands. Right. And they, they earned it. They've gone on a winning streak here and mm-hmm. good for them. Like they were started off slow and really have put it on. So we need to play well enough, but I think even if we rotate our squad, we should be able to get the job done. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and knock on wood, but we're in, guys. We did it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, actually, to comment further on that, too, they actually had um, a poster, like a banner at the end of the game that said, we qualified for the World Cup. <laughs> and it was, I think, a mistake because they, they oh. hadn't qualified yet. I was oh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> but they Coming were walking out. towards the fans. <laughs> nice. That is USA, USA. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Chanting and knocking on wood simultaneously is impressive, I must say. 
exciting news for the U.S. men's national team, not officially, but probably. However, CONCACAF was not the only World Cup qualifying going on. Dave, I'm going to pass things over to you to break down things that happened for UEFA. Yeah, I was pretty locked in uh, last week because there were some really weird things that happened. uh, It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, For starters, Italy lost to North Macedonia. What? Just, I don't know how they didn't score. and, And I think they were just really struggling. And this is now the second time in a row that they have not qualified for the world cup. So obviously I was getting really scared after watching this game. I was like, Oh my God, are we going to, are we going to be in the (laughs) same boat? But it it doesn't look like that anymore, but yeah, that's, that's just crazy that, that it was a late goal. It was from way, like way outside of the box. Like it was, it was beautiful. And that's why soccer is fun. And now maybe North Macedonia has a chance to go to the world cup. Uh, then Gareth Bale beat Austria yep. single-handedly, which is super <laughs> weird. I know uh, he hasn't really been playing for Real Madrid much, but he always loves to come out and play for Wales. And the Wales like storyline is very interesting. Um, and I, I feel like it's, it's a bummer that that bracket of the UEFA playoffs has actually three really amazing like storylines, just, mm-hmm. you know, Bale with Wales. And then you have Ukraine, obviously, like, yeah. you know, they might have an opportunity to make it despite mm-hmm. everything that's going on right now. And then you have Scotland, who's dying to make it to the tournament as well. So it's a shame that only one of those three teams is going to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, qualified in UEFA are Germany, Denmark, Belgium, France, Croatia, Spain, Serbia, England, Switzerland, and the Netherlands. Uh by the time this podcast is out, either Poland or Sweden and Portugal or Macedonia will have also added mm-hmm. to that list. And as we mentioned last week, that final uh, bracket will not be decided until June between right. Wales, Ukraine, and Scotland. Right. Yeah. I will take it from here. Konami Ball, who we know who's in and who's on the bubble. Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, and Uruguay in Peru, Colombia, and Chile are fighting for one intercontinental playoff spot. Peru should be able to beat Paraguay, who is low in the table. If they do so, they're in. If not, Colombia is playing the lowest team in the table, Venezuela, and will bypass them. So I believe Peru should be able to get get it done. Would be a fun story. That's a fun storyline. Colombia, probably the more talented team. Hamas running around doing crazy things. He had that crazy World Cup. Um, you know, but I'd be happy with either team making it. AFCON. We don't know a whole lot about Africa yet. Final games are tomorrow, so we will discuss mm. that next week and confirm. And then in Asia, South Korea, Iran, Japan, and Saudi Arabia are in. And there are a few teams in the running for the intercontinental playoff spot. All that's in mm. June. So even though we know the majority of the teams, by next week, there's still some games to be played. So it's a long process, but I am so excited for the World Cup, even with the minimal amount of teams that we know that are in it. It's going to be a blast. World Cup qualifying, always a ton of fun, always a ton of soccer happening at the exact same time all over the globe. Gotta love it. Thank you both for breaking it down. As a soccer newbie still, I do get lost during these breaks. 
Mm-hmm. There's so much going on. Hard mm-hmm. to keep track of it all. Looking ahead to next week for a game of the week. Hmm. Where to look? MLS? No. EPL? No. We are going to Serie A in wah, Italy. Wah. For? <laughs> don't do that. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you, Dave, but we have to bring the energy. Okay. Game of the week for next week is Juventus versus Inter. Sunday, April 3rd, 1.45 p.m. This is the third place team in Serie A. Inter versus fourth place team. Juventus separated by one point. Winner take all Big well game. not all but not potentially all. their place <laughs> season Big is game. winding down inter yes. has no problem scoring goals uh juve has had issues scoring goals so we'll see but uh, neither team will be happy with a tie because they both want to climb the table which makes for better soccer than a lot of times two teams that are like okay if you want the ball you can have it i don't think that'll be this game good juventus Ooh. needs to get their stuff together also yes play to your potential for predictions now i will not go first i refuse i don't know enough about these two teams to make a fair prediction therefore i will listen to you both and make my own prediction brady kick us off please i'll go first because yes i did choose this one i know that's a shocker to everyone (laughs) Um, I think Inter what? will beat them away from home, three to one. Mm, they will. I'm on a little wow. bit of a streak right now, uh, so riding that high. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure I will come crashing down very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going one nil Inter. Ooh. Wow. I'm gonna go two one Inter. Nice. Yeah. Goals. That's what we want. No nil nils. Goals. <laughs> I'm sick of these nil-nil games. Make sure that you tune in this weekend. Juve, Inter, Sunday, April 3rd, 1.45 p.m. Hopefully, we will be just getting our over our hangovers at that point. Yeah, boys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hydrate. Woohoo! Let's be ready. Other games that are happening this coming week. EPL is back. Tell us about yes. it, Brad. Uh, man, you are, are, is playing Leicester. Do you want to go? No, I love that. I thought it was really funny. (laughs) Just keep going. Keep keep going. All right. We have uh, Man U taking on Leicester City. Uh, Daily Bachelor Party. I don't know if we're going to have time to watch that too much. I think we're going to be in transit, but great game. Definitely check it out. Uh, Everton versus West Ham. I'm going to hang over a hate watch at Everton Sunday morning. (laughs) So. and then Tottenham are playing Newcastle and Newcastle is still trying to create distance from the, the relegation zone and Tottenham is trying to sneak into the top four. So I think it's going to be a fantastic watch as well. Matchup of the year. I, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I know you say that sarcastically, but that, that might end up being the best one of, of the weekend. Uh, it very well could. In the EPL. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's also a big game in the Scottish Premiership. I've been trying to push that we watch this as game of the week. The only thing is, is it's always at six in the morning for some reason. And maybe there's a reason yeah. for that. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, but it, it is the battle for first place. Uh, Celtic are up 
three points. Uh, and the Rangers right now are actually still playing on two different fronts. They're still in the Europa League and they lost uh, Steven Gerrard as manager midway through the season. Uh, so Rangers did get smoked last time these two met this season. Um, I don't know if they're going to be spread out too thin because I think them having a chance at the Europa League uh, is pretty unique for them. So they might be focusing more on that cam- campaign at this time. But still I would though, still say it's the old firm. It it's one it of is the, the old firm. The classic fear rivalry. stories. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Champions League is back next week uh, before the next episode's out. Uh, Tuesday, April 5th, Benfica are playing Liverpool and Manchester City are playing Atletico Madrid. Mm. And then Wednesday, April 6th, Real Madrid are playing Chelsea and Villarreal are playing Bayern. So get hyped for next week. European soccer is back. Fun ones. And then I also wanted to say the Europa League is getting to the point where it is watchable. As I mentioned, <laughs> Rangers is still in it. Uh, I think they're playing Lyon. Um, West Ham is still alive, which is great um, to see. And that'll be kind of fun to kind of see how that impacts them and their yeah. fight for the premiership. So that'd be cool. Good point. Absolutely. Lots of good soccer coming back this weekend. Now that club soccer has returned. Looking forward to it. Some seasons coming to a close, coming close to it. Big, big games. Make sure you're tuning in, staying up to date. Boy, a lot, a lot happened. A lot's going to happen. Before we wrap it up, closing thoughts. Is there anything else out there? Yeah, there's got to be. Hit me with something. Oh, yeah. Back to the relegation issue with Everton. Burnley's <laughs> our best chance at this right now. They're four <laughs> points on, behind Burnley. Everton. <laughs> they they have the same amount of games. Uh, Watford is the closest points-wise, but they've played two extra games, so it's got to be Burnley. That said, I really like Brentford and Leeds like <laughs> casually, and I've been following <laughs> them in the championship. I am starting to get scared because they have three games like extra played above Everton and they both are in very poor form right now. So I'm kind of thinking Everton's going to leapfrog one of them and I'm going to suffer at the end of it all. But (laughs) you're fun having Everton this close to the relegation zone still. Your hatred, your hatred for them is palpable. (laughs) It is. I mean, that's what you get for ruining an entire year of soccer. For me, so Fair never enough. forget. Nope, nope, <laughs> never forget. All right, Brady, can you bring some good vibes to this? Yeah, end of this episode? yeah I'll bring it back. Uh, feel good story Christian Eriksen scored in his first game back with Denmark after that very scary moment and yeah. in front of an Ajax crowd, which is where he started his career. So, really wonderful cool. moment for soccer fans worldwide. If you have a heart, you love that story because it is, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Lovely story to hear, especially after all he has been through. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us. WindyCityWingers.info at gmail.com is our email address. Send us feedback, questions, comments, things that we didn't talk about that you want to hear. Brady? If our listeners want to reach out directly to you through social media, how can they do that? On Twitter, I am at stat underscore bro. And on Instagram, I am Brad the Bard 13. Nice. Interesting sound effects. Dave, 
If our listeners want to reach out to you, where can they do that? We found on both Twitter and Instagram at Windy City underscore Dave. Oh, I like that underscore, keeping it classy. Thank you once again, everybody. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Brady. Till next week, everybody stay safe. Let's go fire. Thank you.